Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. On this week's episode, we are reviewing Gaspar Noe's Climax, the latest release from Arrow. Our Something to Scream About is horror movie that made you shit your pants. And our movie from the vault is none other than Ridley Scott's 1979 Alien. Oh my god, I mean that's pretty exciting. Doing an absolute stone cold classic today I know, i'm a bit worried to be honest i'm a bit nervous about this one because uh you know how how much alien means to me well the whole franchise means to me but yeah i'm looking forward to it man i've been stoked i've been waiting for this and uh we're on what episode 21 now yeah episode 21 so you know when you're 21 you can drink in usa uh and you can also listen to number 21 of our our podcast and yeah. listen to one of the best movies ever let's move on to the news. What you got? What 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 you got for me, big boy? Well, I've had a Serve look. Serve me up a slice of uh, news. Okay, here's some fucking news for you, Mister Eli Roth. Is looking straight to, in there with the swearing again. Uh, is looking to uh, produce and direct, potentially direct. Yeah. A new survival horror, The River at Night. Ooh. Right. Interesting. Got a little bit of. Um, because he's been off the radar a little bit, hasn't he? Because he did that house with the clocks in the walls, like a children's kind of goosebumpy style thing. Yeah, I walked out of that. Did you? I did. Oh. I did not enjoy it one bit. Well, he's you know he's all about the horror, really, isn't well, he? Come on, let's Green Inferno. Yeah. Right. So that was fucking another knock su- knock survival horror. So this one, um, stifled by a soul crushing job, devastated by the death of a beloved brother, and lonely after the end of a fifteen year marriage Winnie feeling vulnerable so when her three best friends insist on a heart it's basically I'm not going to read the rest of this shit yeah. it's basically like <laughs> um, you know descent yeah with in a, in a river Ooh. and they, they, they probably the boat overturns and they they have to survive without all the, all the stuff they bought with them interesting so that'd be right with you. you love a good survival in the wilderness don't you wow the river one was it the river wild with um, what's the face oh god that's that's a big pool that's, oh, that's, a, that's an old, old movie with yeah. um, Kevin Bacon, isn't it? Mel Streep. Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Bacon. Kevin Bacon. God, Mel Streep. I remember that movie. Yeah. Wow, that's bringing the memories back. Fucking a man. So that's the first bit. Then I'm going to drop on you your the film you introduced me to a while ago. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. Yeah, you remember that one? So the director Patrick Bryce. There's a couple of them, isn't there? So there's Creep. Well, Creep. 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 And creep. Creep. <laughs> Mark Duplass. Oh my God, amazing. Love those movies so much. He's basically attached to a new horror film and he looks to be directing something called There's Something Inside Your House for Netflix. Oh, sounds creepy. So it's slated to, uh, to be basically like a slasher in the prominence of the 80s and 90s Ooh. and the character-driven age classics of uh, John Hughes and sort of American graffiti sort wow. of esque. So. Oh, mate, that sounds right up our street, doesn't it? Yeah. Talk about fan service for us. Hopefully, <laughs> it all day. ram a little bit of, you know, 80s nostalgia. Nostal- in Everybody loves that. Come on, bring it all. I don't care. Spoon feed me it all day. Yeah, we. Um, Stephen King, the talisman. So cool. he co wrote with um, Peter Straub. Straub is looks like it's um, in the works as well. Um, it's basically a young boy named Jack Sawyer and his sprawling crest for a monstrous alternate dimension to find the mystical title object that can cure his dying mother. He might just have to save two worlds in the process. I think it's an old, old sort of Stephen King. 
So, oh, I've never, I've, have you read that? Or not? No, 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 I haven't read it. So, oh, but it's co- he co-wrote it with Mr. Straub. Okay, so that's another little Stephen King beaut. We like we like Stephen King news. He's killing it at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, man. Name a year where we didn't get a Stephen King movie. Fucking brilliant. Yeah, all day. Um, but that's all I got um, on my side, I think. Okay. So hit me with what you got. Cool. I got a few bits, not not loads and loads, but. First things first, our, our friends at Alley Cat Graphics, they're bringing out another VHS special. And this time, it's none other than Alien. Oh, fucking hell. So I've got, to, I've got to try and get myself one of these if I can. Because, you know, like I, I've seen the others and they look amazing. Obviously, you've got the Thing one that came out last. They're, they're really limited. But um, no pictures yet, just literally a little teaser um, kind of picture on Instagram. And Twitter just saying coming soon, keep your eyes peeled, kind of thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm wow, wow excited. Well, you'll basically be able to get in like a, a lovely little alien enamel pin. Yeah, I'll be well up for that, mate. I've been waiting for this. So, have you I'm seen really, how they sort of um, design and make them? Because they did show put a video up. Oh, really? And it's like they're all hand done. Yeah, yeah, I knew like, they that they were all like, properly like, like handmade. Yeah, properly handmade because they were limited to about 100. Yeah, it's a yeah. Lot of work. Oh yes, I did see the video. Yeah, yeah. I did because it's kind of sped up, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Look, it's made that like cut the cardboard and fit it and stick it and just like design it from the beginning and to the end. It's just and that just tells you it's like made lovingly and properly handmade. It just gives it that that even better edge to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When's that due out then? At the end of the month? I don't know. It just says watch this space at the moment. Ooh. So that's interesting. So, um, also our friends at Halon Shirts, uh, they've also got some pre-orders up that go live on the 15th, which is tomorrow, I believe, but obviously this is going to be live by then, but they're pre-ordering some two new t-shirts. They've got a Sleepy Hollow t-shirt, that's pretty cool, but the other one that I really like, they've got a long sleeve um, Pottergeist t-shirt. Oh, nice. It's really cool. It's got the kind of scene where the woman is kind of like in the uh, kind of like the other world no no she's in the pool with the bodies kind of oh, coming out shit, okay yeah it looks really cool and it's got back print and uh sleeve prints it looks really really good but they go up for pre-order from tomorrow and um, that's on the 15th so um so that's cool couple of new things coming up but one of the biggest things this this podcast is, is getting better and better by the by the second because yeah another bit of alien news okay and this this i nearly literally shit my pants when i read this i was like oh my god this sounds amazing so obviously it's the 40th anniversary of alien uh as we now as we know this year and there's some really special news come out and i couldn't believe my eyes and i was like oh my god this is amazing but literally they put out a kind of thing where they were like submit your your videos of any any kind of alien type movie um, and apparently there was like over 550 pitches m- were made by like uh, indie films, short films, you know, just a load of short films on, on kind of the, the storyline with any kind of alien type kind of run through the story. So there were 550 pitches were made and they picked six of the best. Did you submit one? Oh, I wish. I didn't even know about this. <laughs> But, like, literally, there's, like, six. They're going to release six episodes. Now, some of these apparently are being um, kind of released at Comic-Cons. 
So like there's Emerald Con coming up. I think they're showcasing a couple of them there possibly. But they're all going to come out on the website IGN. And it's like a gaming and uh, a kind of like film website. And they're coming out on March the 29th. They're going to do one a week, I think. But literally, they, there's a clip online of some of them. And it just looks amazing. They look so well done. So there's six being released. And I've got the, the names of each one. So there's one called Containment. There's one called Harvest. One called Alone. Night Shift. Sounds interesting. Specimen. And then the last one is called Ore. So As in O-R-E. O-R-E, yeah. Because so, they were mining for all. Yeah, and we'll talk about I, that later. That, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking obviously that's got to do with the miners or something. I don't know, but yeah, I'm just this is just completely off the record. These people have just gone and made what they want. So these like almost like but made it in the alien world. So these are like fan pitched yeah. ideas. Fan yeah, yeah. So they haven't made completely it. Completely unknown then people as well. Yeah, and someone's yeah. made it into a reality. Yeah, and just they're just short. So I don't know how long they're going to be each. But from the clips, the, the clips I saw just looks phenomenal. I'm like, wow, Ooh. that does not look low budget. So if you could do a short, yeah, here's a question: hmm. What would you pitch? What would I pitch? Yeah. Oh my god, you put me on the spot there. Um, <laughs> I don't know really. Well, because it's obviously it's got to be low budget because it's like you've got to keep it low budget. It's going to be hard. So I'd probably make it. I'd probably do something where it doesn't involve a lot of people, maybe just one person, maybe somebody being stranded somewhere, being left by a mistake or something, and then being pursued by an alien or a face, even just a facehugger, not even including the xenomorph or anything, just maybe something like that, maybe, just off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean, that'd be quite cool. A one-on-one scenario, kind of like survival is you versus the face hugger maybe something like that yeah rather than the actual alien trying mm. to escape the actual yeah. face because they kind of just like latch on real quick yeah and that, that way you can keep it a bit more low budget i can't imagine most of these will have full fully blown aliens i'm not sure but check out the trailer man it's oh, like, man, that fucking sound man that sounds cool though. it's it looks really really good man yeah so that's that's fantastic news for any alien fan out there and coming this month as well uh, yeah end of the month man it's like wow i can't just can't wait what it is to be an alien fan at the moment and the last really bit is um obviously in search of darkness update yeah so they're, they're pushing that quite a lot obviously they're still taking um kind of um what they called okay so like the um the donations and stuff like yeah, that for the um, right, kickstarter yeah. donations that's what i was trying to say so kickstarter, kickstarter donations kickstarter so donations. you can go and buy it still so, but go go pre-order pre-order yeah. this fucking hour the and trailer the trailer immense. as well that's released uh, you can go on our Twitter page I mean it's got about like fucking yeah, I don't know 60 mate this is going to have to be 6 hour long, oh six hours long God, mate. it looks nuts and the amount of people that they, you can see in there as well Lloyd Kaufman Barbara Crumpton Crumpton yeah and it's just it's nuts like yeah. the amount of people they've got like like talking about it mm. like Joe Dante mm. yeah they yep. think he was on it yep it's just nuts it's that, just like people who just absolutely they they absolutely love the genre. It's everything in it. It's got everything in it. The funniest thing is, um, obviously we put about it on uh, on our Instagram, and this is the thing is like one of uh, uh, the guys that listens to the show and, and done some art for us. Steve commented on it. He's like, now I've seen the trailer, I can understand why you guys get have got behind this. And like, obviously, even understand he understands now that trailer's come out. People are really paying attention. Do you know what I mean? They're like sitting up now and going, oh, now you've got me interested because they're actually seeing 
actual people they've got and the amount of people they've got on board with this is just immense. Oh, July, can't wait. Yeah, we'll hopefully. Get, get, a, get a Blu-ray. Oh my God. Oh yeah. man, I can't wait, bloody hell. Brilliant. Uh, that's it. That's all I got this week. The news. Shall we move on? Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's talk about this um, this Gaspano movie. Mm. Christ. Okay, so this week we are going to be reviewing the Gaspano French director climax. guy who bought us like irreversible yeah, oh, fucking hell. and um, like, forget yeah love and it's just like he is just a he's unique in controversial his, he is yeah and controversial in his direction i mean i don't really want to go into irreversible too much no but that's just that left a mark on me <laughs> let's just say but this one um is about uh french dancers who were all gathered in a remote, empty school building to rehearse on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a hallucinatory nightmare when they learn their sangria is laced with LSD. Yeah. And that's pretty much the plot. Yeah, so you got this on Blu-ray, right? Yeah, an Arrow release. And it's nice. It's nice package and stuff. Oh, it's nice, as always, with Arrow. And I, I do believe it's limited as well. Ah, it's a beautiful like um uh, blu-ray cover like Mm. of all the dancers there's some really really cleverly um shot artwork and stuff like that in there we obviously heard about this at fright fest yeah because it was one of their closing movies wasn't it yeah Uh, again we missed it we we, unfortunately i don't think we were there that that night i think i did i said on purpose because i didn't want to watch it yeah because of you were a bit worried, weren't you? A bit, a bit sceptical. I didn't. I, did, I just like the, the, the film Irreversible just made me feel nauseous. And it's just like, yeah. And I didn't want to put myself through that level of oh, just like being, I don't know, just like that. It just turned my stomach. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to put myself through it. I'm like, yeah. it's almost like, does he do art for art for art's sake? Does he make, yeah, yeah. does he do it shock for shock's sake? But yeah. then. You know, some of the shit that I've watched in the past, it's kind of like, but it's, for some reason, it's just got me. Yeah. And I think it's the way that in, this, his style of direction, his style of like photography, and the way he sort of like pulls together these movies. Yeah, yeah. And this one felt very irreversible in terms of like the colors, the coloring, the really, it's sort of really um, like deep and blurred. And it's almost like it's this, that same sort of shaky camera, but it's not shaky. It's sort of just walking around. Yeah. Um, with almost like a one shot. Yeah. It's like one one shot, and it's just like, mm. and you've got that. Oh, I think where where we start with this movie. Yeah. Okay, we start with like some talking heads, and we talk, we get to know our dancers. It's kind of on the, a kind of a t. It's like from someone's perspective, isn't it? Like yeah. watching a TV. Because I do believe which, this is in the, this is set in the nineties. Yeah, which is really interesting because if you where you've got it, you've got all this like really old TV, and yeah. you've got. A load of books and um, D- like v- VHSs and DVDs, like just around the TV. Yeah, did you spot a couple of the titles? Ah, uh, not off the top of my head, I can't remember. One of them was possession. One of them was zombie. Yeah, there's a couple of 
other films that he's were called something else. He as basically well, said this is like a nod to like Dario Argento yeah. and yeah. like some of the real sort of Italian. Fugini, it's kind of cool. I like Fugini, that. Lucio Fagini as well, and. If I get that right, I, I found myself like looking at those titles and books and trying to read them and not reading because it's obviously a lot, it's of it a lot of it was subtitled yeah, and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I was trying to look at it and look at that. And look, but yeah, it's, I thought that's quite cool. I like that. Yeah, start. it was a really interesting sort of start to it. And I was mm. like, okay, this is nice, nice, nice start. Nice start. Okay, just break <laughs> you me. You get in. worried already. Yeah, but then you get this afterwards. You get this incredible. And I and I re- and it it took me aback. Like I I could have watched this scene like over and over again. The opening scene. The opening yeah. scene is just this like dance uh, montage. They're obviously doing a rehearsal. Yeah. I'm guessing, and yeah. the music is fucking cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, the music for really Wicked good, yeah. DJ, and it's like all house music, but it's just like gr- grime, and it's just you've got these like grime dancers. And these ballet it's, dancers. It's and really these... strange, isn't it? Because the they've obviously got all these dancers in, and they all have their own specific kind of yeah. styles, which is really cool. But you're right, that opening scene, I was like, wow. I was like, obviously, there's loads of those dance programs you see on TV and stuff. <laughs> but these, as far as I could tell by the look of this, these were professionals, man. They were like spot on, like not out of sync. Everything looked just so well choreographed, and it just looked, it just looked really really good and i was really impressed by that opening scene i was and like you said it, it's especially that first shot was definitely a one shot can you imagine how long that must have took to rehearse that <laughs> yeah fuck like because oh my god like, did, by by the looks of things no one really fucked up i couldn't see anybody fuck up and it was just outstanding i was like surely they've cut cut this somewhere and apparently not so it's that shot is one one take the very yeah. opening and you're introduced to all these these different characters just by the way that they dance and their yeah. sort of attitudes and you sort of see their personalities come through through the dancing. It was just nuts. And it, yeah. I'll tell you what, I was like, fuck, okay, this is impressive yeah. to start with. This is like... Oh, yeah. The way it was kind nuts. of going from kind of like couple to couple and their conversations was really clever. It's like spinning around and following one person walk through, then the camera's stopping and going, to like staying with that couple and they're talking. Magnificent filmmaking. This guy can freaking shoot films you and know. that's why i kind of i kind of like i like this because mm. it, it, though there's there's bits in it that sort of made me feel a bit nauseous and i suppose that's the way clever thing it sort of starts i don't know not slow because it doesn't it starts boom fast yeah, with all the dancing yeah. and still it's kind of like it's just like it's non-stop mm. this move there's no you can't take a it's breath no break yeah and yeah, it's sort yeah. of the adrenaline spikes and spikes and spikes as they as they sort of, um, you know, they finish this little dance sequence and then they start chatting in the, like you said, and they're sort of drinking this sangria, and then, you know, some something sort of not right, yeah. something starts, it all starts getting a little bit weird. We're talk spoilers now, yeah. Yeah. Should we okay. talk spoilers? Yeah. Warning, spoilers alert. <laughs> so they start taking, they start drinking more. And they start dancing with each other, and there's yeah, some little relationships forming, and all this stuff. They're pretty much all drinking the sangria, apart from one guy that doesn't drink or something, isn't it? Yeah, it's like they're all they're all at it. But they they they, I mean, they get they put this across in when they're talking that they're, they're all really like a bunch of really kind of young, good-looking people, and they all are right are quite sexual. They're very oh. very. You know, there's some fucking like conversations going on that are just like <laughs> yeah, absolutely nuts. They are just like there's these two French guys just like cracking up and just like talking about banging her, talking about 
having sex and like but they're not like shy about their sexual exploitation no, they're no. going they are but it's i'm it with seems... this i'm with this person it's not it's like i'm with this boy would you fuck him would you fuck her yeah. and it's like what the fuck it's but it like... seems when they're having that that particular two when they're having that conversation it seems really real it doesn't seem like they're acting no so it's to me it sounds like literally they are just talking like two normal guys talking about some weird fucked up shit yeah. but what normal people probably would talk about there's yeah. no holes barred in this conversation it's like the director's gone just talk about your <laughs> sexual preferences and what you do and it doesn't matter how deep you go just do it and i'm going to run the film and like and film it which i again i think that's great it's just like you know ad-libbing or whatever and it's, it's, it's interesting it looks raw as well it looks like it's real like yeah. proper real but we we get into this like this then we get into this sort of I don't want to say irreversible. This okay. This the scene that this remind me of. It's sort of like you know the one shot where he's following an irreversible. He's following him down the stairs into yeah. that into the S and M club. Yeah. And he has the old fire extinguisher the head. Yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of scene. I'm trying to forget about, it, but yeah, you keep yeah, reminding yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> but that sort of it's sort of that he sort of followed that sort of new uh, uh, style, I guess. Yeah, that's his kind of thing, though, isn't it? The, but the, like you said, the colors, the, he's the not, one shots, the follow shots. Yeah, the, but he's not gone as grotesque no, with no, this no, movie. Yeah, yeah. He sort of kept it a little bit classic, but there is just, there are, the horror sort of comes from the people and the way rea- reaction yeah. to them, the hallucination. So when they find out they've been spiked, they ostracise the guy, they, who, they sort of blame, blame this chap. And it goes t- quite fast as well. It's like one minute they're kind of all kind of like okay. And then it escalates really fast. It's like when they find out that the sangria has been laced with LSD or whatever. Um, it doesn't escalate pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, they but, all kind of turn on him real quick. But they don't turn on him in a like in violent a, way. It, it violent. is a violent. It's not like ultra violent way. They're sort of like obviously you trip him, but they just sort of like drag him and then throw him out into the snow. Into freezing cold snow. Yeah. You know, and it's like, but they're sort of like joking about. It. It's like almost like a joke. Yeah, you don't know if it's kind of yeah, like it's, serious. Or it's something. weird. But there are some other like bits. It's like a, bro- bro- a brother and sister in there have got a weird ass relationship. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> Fucking uh, hell. One scene I really, really did like. It probably went on a bit too long, but there was an aerial scene bit where they're all da- having like a dance off. Yeah. Uh, and they keep doing all these moves, and I thought that's a really cool perspective because you've never seen people dance from above. Yeah, and I know. It was really cool. And there's one particular girl. But when she was spinning around, her hair kind of went, and it's perfectly in a circle. It's really clever, and it's like you never see this from above. So it's like it's kind of cool because he's gone. I'm going to shoot this all from above because you don't really see that kind of, and that in itself was really cool. And I just found myself a bit mesmerised by it. Yeah, I mean the scene probably went on quite a while, but again I think it was like it was all freestyle and ad lib. So he just kind of went right, do your stuff. I think with that sort of stuff, I think the reason why he drags on those shots mm. is to make you, give you that exhaustion. Yeah, yeah. Like he's trying to exhaust you. Maybe, to, yeah. Into watch it. And he's trying to invoke um, a, like a particular feeling. Or, and I really do think he's he's trying to invoke a feeling of nausea. nausea. Do you think? I Because mean, I, I just felt... Cause I just felt it like didn't the, make me really feel like that. I mean, until a certain point we'll but it's, get into it's later. The, it's the adrenaline that yeah. I think is like coursing... For me, it's like coursing... It's just like... It was just escalating yeah. as the movie was going on. 
because uh, essentially it follows one kind of one of the characters, Salva. Yeah. Mostly, but it, it kind of touches on the other relationships, but mainly a quite a bulk of the film follows her, which is uh, so Sophia Batella. Uh, she's in, she's in the Kingsman stuff like that. She's yeah. been pretty big now. Beautiful young, yeah, young yeah. actress. Interesting looking, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it kind of follows her. And again, there's some shots that are a bit crazy where it just follows her all the way down the hall. And then she's just screaming, obviously tripping out from... And it's kind of weird because he, obviously he doesn't show you from their perspective what they're seeing. All you're doing is following them and kind of what they're experiencing. And it's clever because she's obviously like touching things that she thinks there but that you can't see. And she's being really scared and you're thinking, what the fuck is she seeing? Yeah. Like, what is it? What is it she's seeing? I really want to see it. But again, it's imagination and you've just got to imagine, you just got to watch them play out and do what they do. And it's interesting and it is and it is really thought provoking and, and clever. I mean, and, yeah. Yeah, not, and again, this one's not too clever, but there's some yeah. fucking, you know, with his style, yeah, there are some like, proper like controversial bits. So we'll talk about a little controversial bit. Because I was surprised before you, before you go on, I, yeah. go on. I was really surprised. I was like, "How's it going through the fast?" Like, I'm surprised it's an eighteen. What's made this an eighteen so far? I, I'm I'm just not seeing it. And obviously, we get to the the quite controversial. Yeah, thing. I think this is one of the girls who's not drinking, and she's obviously retired to her room. Mm. And Salvia 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 comes in, and they're talking, and she turns out she finds out she's pregnant. Mm. And then it's sort of like this big Amazonian woman sort of comes in and she's like they obviously she seems quite odd she? yeah she was tripping um she's just not believing she thinks because she, she accuses her of not drinking so she accuses her of spiking it's, yeah spiking the sangria, the sangria yeah. and she beats the fucking shit she her. kicks her she, very hard she says, you're not pregnant and just boots her in this fucking stomach and mm. it's like what it's wow visceral it's like oh, oh my god that's dark yeah it is disgusting and then she comes out into the main areas to go to look for this person who's just kicked her. Yeah. And then they all sort of like gang on her, gang it's up on her. And this she bit starts, is really weird. She just like, starts cutting herself with, pair, with some scissors. It's like you want to well, see. she's trying to threaten people, isn't she? Yeah. With the knife or whatever, the scissors. And, and, she, and it's just like they're, they're all just going, you, you're scum, you you did it, you spiked the drink, you do it, go on, stab, stab him. And then, like, she just, yeah, she ends up cutting her face and her arm. Yeah. And and they're all sh- shouting at her, abort it, abort it. And, and yeah. then she just punches herself, like, yeah. about five times in the stomach and starts bleeding. I know. And, again, back to what you said, like, re- a reversible scene, that, it, it was a bit too much for me. And I know, I know, you know, that's his style and it's like, you don't give a shit and this is what he does. It, you know, he opens it all up, you know. And but it was just like that was a bit full on fucking hard, hard little watch there and stuff like that. Yeah, that that was probably the for me the only bit that was a hard watch, as in uh, the were, violence side. Yeah, but there was some other like nutty bits for me. Someone's hair gets set on fire at one oh, stage, yeah, yeah. which is fucking like really really bizarre. Yeah, there's the bit with the and there's a like a kid there and she the oh yeah one of it's kind of the choreographer's kind of son. like son yeah and he she sort of like sees something escalating and even though she's tripping she managed to 
in her head she's doing him a favor she locks him in this like electrical cupboard well, because because he drinks a sangria she yeah. told him not to and you can see him in the background can't you did you spot yeah that? yeah and you can see him just like sipping away at the sangria you go, oh no the kid's drinking the sangria oh my <laughs> god and like this is the funniest bit is that they're all tripping but they all seem to be still drinking the sangria i don't know they're still going for it uh, it's, and she locks him in, and then and then that's that just for his own safety right yeah, so but he's like, stuck, the way he's, sc- he's tripping out the way he's screaming in that room yeah it's not nice it's just it's that horrible. i, I got to say on that bit the bit for this for me the sound was incredible for that part yeah. because you're following Salva again of past the door and you hear him kind of screaming and banging and it just as she walks away it gets fainter and fainter and then when she comes back again, goes past the door, you can hear the screaming. It's just so clever. It's really, really cool. Yeah. And the music just is non-stop, isn't it? Isn't it? Pretty much all the way through, yeah. apart from one part. But it literally, it doesn't stop. You can hear it. Boom, boom, boom. Like, and there's these people that are just constantly dancing as well. Obviously, mm. just fucking frantically getting, knackering themselves out. Yeah. It, this, uh, there's, there's one thing that I kind of got a bit kind of bored with. It's like, I think it's clever. There's one guy, a couple of them probably, that are kind of those contortionist dancers where they put their arms and their heads and, and it's really weird and it's almost like demon-like. Like, this is why I was thinking, is this going to be is this going to be a culty film, like, at the start? I thought, oh, is it going to be, like, some kind of demon overtaking them or or is it going to be a drug-fueled film or something? But anyway, regardless... But the contortionist guy was really cool but they just use him in every shot. Like I could see him in the background and, and then he was here and then he was there and they kept focusing on him. And I was like, I was going to be bored of that. <laughs> seeing no, him all the time. I, I, know, I, get it, I know what you mean, but, and I think it like he, he, for him, he's never, he doesn't stop. That's, I think no, that's the whole point no. is that he doesn't stop <laughs> the whole way through da- dancing yeah. and doing this bone breaking. And when they, when it comes to the climax of the movie yeah. and they concentrate a little bit on him and his face and the way he's contorting, you're mm. like, what the fuck is he breaking his bones is he actually going to snap his arm and i'm not even sure if he did i couldn't work out if he just went like almost like too far and like snapped something and i I just couldn't figure out (laughs) that scene at the end at the end where it's just flat it's literally upside down it's upside down flashing lights and it's this is a bit i couldn't i was like again clever but i'm it would it just went on too long for me it's just like he does okay, it all the bloody cool, time. Okay, it's cool, but I'm kind of getting a little bit bored of it now. But there was just like some weird ass sex going on in the middle yeah. of the room, and it's like I you... was waiting for that the whole way through. Yeah. I was gonna, it's going to get to that point because they've all got these feelings, and obviously, people when they take drugs, uh, some people are violent, some people are full of love, some people are just rage, some people are just you know just dance all night um but th- that's another thing that's clever like he had all those different levels uh, everyone reacts dif- yeah. differently to the drug exactly yeah and yeah and it's just like you've got this behemoth in there as well the blonde behemoth the one that's on the front of the cover mm. and it's sort of like she's just a really tall blonde lady mm. who just looks stoic all the time yeah and she doesn't really respond to anyone no she looks pissed off she as well <laughs> pissed off and just like just not responding to anything. No. And then, like, spoil- big spoilers, right at the end when they sort of, like, the police come in and they, they're sort of waking up in the morning yeah. and all these different weird stuff has happened. And you've got this... Some people are dead. Some people are alive. Some people have killed themselves. You don't even know oh, people are alive. <laughs> fucking... It's just nuts. And then yeah. you've got... She's... I think it's in, it's talked about in, earlier in the movie where 
they talk about LSD in the eye mm. and someone was trying to get away from it. Sure. And she's put in these drops in her eye. So obviously you're kind of guessing that maybe she was the person, person who put it, yeah. spiked it. You don't know. No, it doesn't say that. But no. she's obviously, I think she's just always on LSD. And yeah. I think that's why that look on her face throughout of it. I just think she's just tripping out all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> nutty, nutty movie. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and we didn't think any less of, of, of Gaspar, no, really. <sighs> I just, uh, to be honest, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know whether it's going to have a different turn, like more of a horror uh, turn in it because of it being shown at Fright Fest. Uh, yeah, I wasn't it, sure. It's a, diff- it's a different kind of horror. Like, you know, we get these French... We love these sort of French horror movies, like Martyrs and, like, Switchblade Romance. Yeah, um, the boundaries. Irreversible for me is, like... It is horrific. It's, it's It pushes the boundary of, like, what what you're prepared to watch. Yeah. Along with, like, Serbian... Like, a Serbian film mm. and Human Centipede and stuff like that. Also, Human Centipede's obviously a bit farcical, but this is, like... He's just pu- he just pushes you to, kind of, your limit. Um, and I think that's where the horror element comes yeah, out of it yeah, yeah. you know the realistic like 70s horror and stuff yeah. like you think about last house on the left like Wes craven's yeah and like a spit in your grave and stuff like that oh yeah yeah even though they're slightly more shock horrors shock. realistic yeah could, and, this could really happen yeah and, and this is along those lines yeah, it's sort of an evolution of totally, it I totally agree yeah and but yeah i didn't know if i was gonna be able to sit for it and I, mm. i'm glad and i i tell you what if I would try, I want to watch it again, hmm. and I'd never say that about Irreversible. No, no, of course not. Yeah. So, really, really and maybe I wouldn't watch, <laughs> actually, maybe I wouldn't want to watch the whole bloody thing again, but there's definitely some scenes in it, well, like I, with I, the dancing and stuff like that. Yeah, I watched the, kind of, a little bit of the interview with the director and stuff like that, with uh, Gaspino and stuff. It was interesting, some of the stuff he talks about, he talks about, um, apparently, like, when people... When he was a kid, he used to have friends around, and there was I don't know fourteen or fifteen or something, and he'd have friends around, and they'd have sangria, and they, <laughs> none of them had really drank sangria before. Sangria and they is might, gross. They, they might have had like champagne at New Year, but they used to have a party at his house, and all his fourteen, fifteen-year-old friends would come, and they'd all get pissed and go home to their mum and dads, and they'd be like ringing his mum or coming around to his mum and dad, going, "Oh, you got our son or daughter drunk? What are you doing?" And it's like. And I think he was on about bringing that kind of element to it. But it was interesting what they were saying. Apparently, for this film, there's only like five pages of script. Everything else is ad-lib. And it's all like basically him going, right, dads, do what you normally do. Act like you're on drugs. I'm going to film it all. And and there's hardly any script. I mean, there is hardly any kind of... Dialogue. Dialogue, really. Those dialogue moments, like you said, are very like... But apparently, these were... people were hired because they were amazing dancers absolutely amazing dancers and the acting was the kind of the second kind of like not really important even though they are really good i thought they all were really good i thought yeah because if you look on indb hardly any of them credited they hardly even have a photo on there (laughs) so they're obviously proper good dancers which was obviously shown in the film for me the the kind of storyline personally for me was uh, it was it was interesting and it had me hooked and I, I, I was like enthralled in it but there was sometimes I was kind of like oh god like I want this bit to finish now it's really boring move, <laughs> move on but that's just personally me do you know what I mean but yeah I don't know I, you know it's, it's, it's very interesting I love 
mate, you know me, I love new stuff and I and I don't care what it is, just give me new thoughts and new stories and something fresh, something new. I love it. So oh, I'm I'm glad we were able to do it for the podcast. Yeah. Because it is like it's not something that we've even talked about no. I think in this no. in this forum and stuff like that. And I'm not really sure if you would have enjoyed it because of the art, the artsy fartsiness of it. But well, I don't mind that. I mean, I you know, as in revenge. I mean, that's quite arty and absolutely yeah. love that. You know what I mean? But I don't think that was a problem for me. I just think that it's it was it, in places it was I could tell that I was like, ah, oh, you know, I just wanted a little bit more kind of, of something different now. But I get it. It's it's cool. I, I liked it. It was good. It was just. It, it was for me. It was like. I'm not sure I use the word good. It was just like I said, it was important. Again, I don't really like to recommend irreversible, but if you want that, go for this irreversible. If you need to see a therapist, if you want to see a film that is don't completely and utterly fucked up, and you want to be a, not forget something and something to stick with you for like ever. I mean, Christ, then watch this. Watch irreversible, or don't. That's oh, you. <laughs> But like this one is just a bet. You could, you could watch this and and it won't give you nightmares. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> should we rate this uh, bad boy? Yeah. Well, we, should we do the three, two, one or? Yeah, go on then, bud. I love it. Three, two, one. Three, two, one, Eight. six. Oh, <laughs> you went high, man. Yeah. I mean, How come? For me, again, it was um, it was sort hey, of that's high. I know because I like the dancing so bloody much i love the music so much i yeah. love the way that it was shot i just thought it was i thought it, i think it's unique yeah yeah definitely and I think absolutely on a, it's a masterpiece I'm not saying, in I'm, that kind of yeah, way i'm not saying it's like gonna be you know my favorite movie of all time because i for me i just appreciated the fact that it was just like i'd never seen anything like it and i didn't have it didn't give me nightmares i mean <laughs> i felt like irreversible for me Oh is God. Like way, it's back on irreversible. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Down, I, have to, I mark that down fucking loads. Yeah. Because. No shit. I don't. Yeah. Because I don't think that it was. I don't think it should have been made. <laughs> in the Fair way that play. it was made. I didn't. I didn't. And I. Yeah. And, that, and that's why I didn't really want to watch this bloody movie. Mm. Um, because I was like so. Worried of what you're going to see. Well not worried about what you. I see. But so pissed off for the fact that he made that movie. Mm. Um, and that. I was sort of like, well, fuck you. I'm not going to watch anything you ever fucking do again. But you can't do that, can you? No. you got to give them I mean, a I, shot. I, I, think, I mean, I'd give it a slightly lower, well, slightly lower six. Because, again, I think, like, shot is beautifully. It's, it's you know, it's interesting. It kept me interested the whole way through. Just wanted to follow the storyline and stuff and find out what happens. But I just, for me, it just felt like a little, a little few things were a bit missing. I just felt... A little bit taken out of it but yeah you're right the, the shots are beautiful the dancer was immense and it the music was brilliant but i just think for as as the storyline unfolded it kind of like left me a little bit kind of like not i don't want to see it sewn up at the end i didn't want to see anything like that i just didn't i felt like it was missing something for me cool but yeah but overall i really liked it well, that's like a draw one last breath seven then. Yeah, that's, mm, seven. that's, that's fair. cool with me. That's fair. Yeah, definitely. All right. Get well, on. we got, obviously, okay, so our next, we're talking about our next movie. Yeah. So this is exciting. Oh, um, yes. And we've got one firmly in place. Firmly. Or firmly. 
in place for next time, and that would be um, Jordan Peele's Us. Oh, and man. Go watch the bloody trailer and yeah. find your local cinema. Watch this movie. Listen to us talk about it, because i got a feeling. I mean, this is the, the guy to get out. Yeah. Um, and he's going to be... Uh, you know, looking after Candyman, hopefully, next. Yeah, see. I mean, I, I can't wait for this. I've been waiting for this for a long time. We've been waiting for this for a long time, so fingers crossed, man. But I don't think he'll let us down. So, oh, can't wait for that one. Cool. So next uh, next episode, the movie will be us. All right, then. Let's move on to our something to scream about. Indeed. So this week, we will be talking about those movies... That made us shit our pants. Fill your panties. There's something underneath your beard. I pull the sheets up over your head. You hear something? What was that? Boo! Afraid of things that go up in the night. The candle in the pumpkin is the only light. So get ready for the fright of your life. You know, maybe not literally. I don't think I've ever shit my pants watching a movie, but there's definitely not. movies out there that have fucking made me like jump out of my seat, made mm. me hide behind the fucking sofa. I want to ask you a question before you go on. Go on. What's the? Uh, I don't. You might have it in in your choices, but what's the earliest, earliest thing that actually made you scared that you can remember? Hide behind. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be horror. Ooh. Could be just a, in in life, whatever. <laughs> Bloody hell, that's a fucking random question. Um, this is what it's about. What movie made? What what made you shit your pants when you were a kid? Okay, Ghostbusters. I was allowed to watch, and the bit in the library. Yeah, that's um, scary, man. I was like, you think about sofa. it now, that never get made. No, not I mean, in a million years. I watched that like I'm when I was very one. young. So Ghostbusters with that the library scene. Yeah, yeah. I won't talk about the other one because that will be. Uh, I'll talk about that in a sec. Mm-hmm. Not really gremlins. I'll tell you what, Platoon... Gremlins shit me up, man. That Chris, the bit where they're hiding the Christmas tree? Oh, yeah. my word. There's a scene, I think I was about six, five mm. or six, and there's a scene which stuck with me until I was about 18 because um, I wouldn't watch the movies, was um, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, I think it is, yeah. with the bus scene. So I, okay. for whatever reason, found a VHS... Stuck it in the VHS players when my parents went around. Well, like an old recorded one. Oh, like, yeah. yeah it's, it's recorded. Like, like, shitloads of recorded ones. Yeah. You always had the ones that were out of reach. Like, oh, I'm going to climb up the bookshelf and grab these. <laughs> and God knows what's going to be in on them. <laughs> but this one had platoon on it. Okay. So there was two scenes which I remember like vividly from this age. And it was the platoon. There's a scene in platoon where I think the it was a scene where they just... Was it Tom Berenger or somebody? One of the soldiers had just raped... A Vietnam girl? Well, they were in a village, and I think one of the soldiers bashed this guy's head, bashed one of the Vietnam people's head in. And that's just one of the scenes like that stuck with me. But on the same vi- video was the scene with Freddy running his fingers down the bus in the dream sequence in the middle of the canyon, and he just pops his head. Uh, I think she's washed, I think he's washing, washing up or something, and he pops his head out of like behind a hedge. And that stopped me watching any Nightmare on Elm Street until I was fucking very old. Because it just, like, scared the, yeah, not surprised. the shit that's out of me. Scared young. the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. Literally. What about that's, you? What about, quite, yeah. What's one of yours? I mean, for me, my earliest memory, I think, was I used to go around my nan's probably on a Sunday when I was really, really kind of young. 
and she'd have the old movies on and I think probably the earliest memory of me being a bit scared well probably quite scared was probably watching like the Sinbad movies like the Ray Harryhausen movies <laughs> Like, it's like Jason mate, and the Argonauts yeah, and stuff like, like the skeletons. Medusa was scary oh, from that. Yes, Medusa. Yeah, and then and then then you've got like um I remember specifically the Cyclops being quite scary. Yeah, uh, watch when it I now. first saw him. <laughs> um but back then it was just like, you know, this was I'd never seen anything like this and this was and I think the thing that made it a bit more scary that it was like stop going at animation so it kind of made it a bit more like freaky looking yeah and I think the probably the, the, the scariest thing is my nan used to have this kind of cabinet with all the like you know old people have like their little thimbles and glasses and photos and all that little trinkets and that and there's two things at the back and the middle and it was two shrunken heads <laughs> Now, it probably wasn't a real shrunken heads, but she'd obviously got them from somewhere or be given them by somebody. And it's just, I remember that as freaky as anything. Oh, my God. Unless she maybe was a witch or something, I don't know. But, um, yeah, probably the earliest one was, like, the Sinbad kind of um, kind of movies. But then one time I was around my friend's house, probably, I don't know how old we were then, but it was when we were in probably first couple of years, secondary school or something, maybe, maybe earlier, I'm not sure. But I remember going around my friend's house and we woke up in the middle of the night because we just couldn't sleep. And he was like, let's go downstairs and watch TV. So we went downstairs and this will make you laugh. It wasn't even a horror film that was on TV. It was Towering in, in, The Towering Inferno. Um, and it freaked me out because there's one bit where a, a guy like literally can't get out and, and he ends up like falling out of the building. It's really, really quite graphic they were I mean do you remember the Poseidon adventure yeah that was that's another one though, like yeah. that was had some bloody but that, all, that stuck with there. me and it just freaked me out a little bit but yeah I don't know I mean my mum had a um, full shelf like full bookshelf of like yeah. horror horror novels she was like yeah proper into Stephen King that's where I like got all that from so sure all those sort of like um, you know pulling them out and having a look and like what's your, what's your memory like it yeah like the front of it and stuff like that with the clown in the drain sure yeah uh, there's some like proper like interesting like front covers but yeah, they yeah. they looked adult yeah those stephen king books and they had some great great like text the way they were written and stuff like that okay. i just remember if you had to see them all like she had them all like it cujo carrie salem's lot and yeah. stuff like that. same sort of the, it's got like incredible like vampire like on it and stuff like that mm. Yeah, she was into some cool like books and stuff like that. Cool. So, what was your what your pick then? You want me to go first? Yeah, go for it. Because you probably got the same. I've only got one. Well, you probably got the same one. <laughs> well, I got a couple. Two. I got two, but it's like one more than the other. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple. Paranormal Activity, two thousand and seven. Oh, yeah. That's definitely one um, for me. Pff, I've never been more terrified. I think in a cinema. Hmm. I don't know. Was it if it was because we just like let us I just completely just let myself yeah, be immersed in it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm there like I'm not great with the paranormal movies anyway. They they <laughs> for some reason they sort of just decided to just really get to me. Yeah. And this one just like I was there with my hood up. You were there with your like cowering as well, I saw <laughs> you. And it was just like the tension and yeah. um the way that it's sort of like these little bits of um, things happen like nothing like a door going yeah, oh bloody yeah. okay what's... and then the next night a noise and it's like that sort of round the, round the video like the microphone and stuff like that and it's just like 
fuck and then something falls off and it's like oh my god I don't, I, and then every time it, like the time goes and you're like I don't want it to go back I never yeah. wanted it to go back to another night every time so it's it like, what the night, fuck yeah. is going to happen now I think as well it's like it gives you if you've got a good imagination and stuff it's like it's even worse because you just you I think it, it, when you watch it you see things but did you see that thing or did you not see that thing or is, and you really focus really hard they to were, see what's going on and your your ears are like you're like listening as well so you're really engrossed in it I'm getting goosebumps, goosebumps now thinking about it. I mean the yeah. two main bits that I can think of in that movie was one with the, with where you see a hoof in the flower oh yeah yeah fuck me and like and you can hear the thud through the microphone mm. oh it's just fucking hell it sounds unbelievable yeah it's nuts and it's shot for like nothing as well no and then you've got the bit where they've dragged into the sort of wardrobe mm. they literally see the foot go and then in proper drag I'm getting like I'm, oh yeah oh. That, the bit where that freaked me out the bit where the kind of bed cover you see it and you see her like yeah her leg comes out and then it pulls her out of the bed doesn't it and he's got, oh. she's got that bite on her leg yeah oh it gives me shudders right now right man. oh my god that film just still affects me now but so that's why I mean it, clever there was filmmaking nothing, nothing made me feel that way for a long time <laughs> and then when me and you went and watched that I was like Wow, I haven't had that feeling for such a long time. And no, it's, it's I clever. Mean, so clever. The Conjuring does it. Yeah, there are parts of the Conjuring that really do it. So, yeah, my first one, hmm. Paranormal Activity, hmm. sort of still still really, really gets me. And I think the whole sort of like, it wasn't like the kickoff of found footage um, horror, but hmm. it really drove it into another level, I thought, yeah. like after the Blair Witch and stuff like that. And for like cheap filmmaking yeah it was fucking so incredibly well done and yeah. well received yeah. as well and you've got the jokers who go oh i wasn't scared of watching it but i fine if you're not scared of watching it i don't personally think, think you've got, you've got that imagination yeah, yeah, you're right. if you can be brave i think you can be brave enough to completely immerse yourself yeah, into this definitely. into this experience then it will shit your pants. You've got to be, you've got to be involved. You just got to be like, give it one hundred percent and just get engrossed with it. It's good fun. Yeah, my first pick is. I mean, I've got a couple of obvious ones where like The Exorcist really freaked me out. Like <laughs> a couple of bits out of that and stuff like that. But I'd probably say one of the most. Again, I've probably spoke about it before on the podcast, but it's got to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre for me because it's just. It's so because of the time it was made as well. It's like the seventies, and it the way it's filmed, it's just so raw, and it's like in a remote place. This could actually happen to you. It's freaky. It's just for the time it was made as well. It's like nothing else like it, and it's just like it. it just the biggest thing I always remember now, a bit like you, where you have things stuck in your memory. The biggest thing I had stuck in my memory was. The bit where the guy gets the first kill when he just like Leatherface just comes out of the the shutter and hammers him on the head. I fucking knew you were gonna say that. It's just and it just looks so brutal. real because the guy is like twitching on the floor and it's like that's the first time I've seen you know there's I've seen kills in films where they just go Ugh, and they're on the floor and they're dead. But that that I was like oh my god that's like probably what would really happen. Yeah, is that they like freak out Ugh. and have a fit. Yeah, and it was just like. You know, and he drags it, the body in there and, and then, you know, and then... Does he put it on the meat hook? Yeah, and it's just like... And it's just... The, the movie's just, like, 
fucking weird but it just really freaked me out and I, I was probably too young to watch it as well and like and it's just it's clever it's just so clever for its time it's just it's just and the ending as well oh my god if you haven't seen this movie you should go and watch it but the way this woman the, the stuff this woman's this girl is put through and to, to try and get away and just being chased and taunted um it's just insane it's just like and then being chased with that fucking chainsaw oh my god it's just like but it could really happen it could really happen it probably has happened somewhere but where people are chased like that but yeah that's probably one of the freakiest films that really kind of like shocked me and scared me a little and this this is too real kind of thing you know yeah but that's what i picked man cool that's a fucking good one man i got like a little story to tell about this next one So I think I remember being about 12 and uh, yes, I was uh, at a sleepover. I was a young boy. Well, I got to go to a sleepover and this dude, he lived in this big farmhouse. Okay. So he lived up by us. We've got quite a lot of farmland around here, a lot of farmers. And um, we had about six of us, I think, having a sleepover. And we obviously got oh, the big ho- one. Well, well, yeah, we had the big. Um, we had um, the horror movie sort of like out. You know, I'm, I'm a horror movie fan, so we I think we picked Hellraiser to okay. watch. We've all got there. We've got the lights off. Six of us in there. Now, maybe I didn't grow up as well as I should have done. I'll embarrass myself here, but I was like sitting there with you know all, all the lads and stuff watching this movie, eating pizza and stuff like that, and. This movie made me cry. What, in front of them all? I think so. I've had really? to, I had to come out of the room and go downstairs. Did you? And, and uh, let them watch it. I must have been a right fucking pussy, but I don't care. It literally... The <laughs> How bit, old were you? I was like, I was about... I, was about, I must have been about 12. Hmm. So that's, it's, it's too old to be a pussy, I think. Yeah, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, joking. But it did. It made me like... I, I, I it t- is a pretty... pretty messed up movie it's that scene with like you've got the bit where he's like coming back to life and stuff like that um Mm. through the little bit of blood yeah that bit and it's like yeah it freaked me out Mm. it was obviously too it was too real but well done on the um practical effects there Mm. and we obviously talked about it from another angle but yeah that movie literally just made me walk out of the little sleeper i had to go i had to go downstairs take a breather and uh and step away from that movie because it freaked me out too much and I don't know if it was just because of the atmosphere I mean we've been doing stupid shit all day yeah I had quite a few sleepovers around here like later on and stuff and we like a caravan out the front and we do you you just go on adventures in the woods into like the barns and stuff back in the good old days when you could it was great it was great fun like hanging out there and stuff like that but it was such a remote area and such a big big that's probably because. what added to the scariness is yeah. that in the middle of nowhere I am susceptible like to horror movies I always have been and I think and I think obviously in later life you sort of like you can you, you go for the scare because you like to be scared mm. and that's what I sort of get out of it now so I can still oh, yeah, it's, it's can that still, ultimate thing yeah. isn't it you search for that thing that will make you feel like you did when way back when yeah. you were a kid and there's not much about it and that's probably where you hit the nail on the head with paranormal activity because that that's the first time I felt that since I was a kid. In a long, long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. So yeah, Hellraiser, and that's got a little special place in my heart. And now, obviously, I've torn through them all yeah. and stuff like that. And, and you great actually uh, met old Doug himself. Oh, so. yeah. 
I told him that story, didn't I? Great penmanship. Didn't yeah. I tell him that story? Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did indeed. And he looked at me with contempt, but it's <laughs> fine. It's a great, it's a great picture. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> so thank you. That's um, yeah. That's probably one of my most, most embarrassing, embarrassing stories. Cool. Well, I've got no more. I ain't got no embarrassing stories either. No. Not really. I mean, you know. When I was introduced to horror in a big way was this guy, I've probably spoke about it before again, with uh, the guy that's um, Stuart Marshall, which had the house um, upstairs and, and he had a big collection of Vipco movies, like crazy like movies, and he introduced me to lots of other different kind of genres of horror, like a bit more kind of like low budget and stuff like that. But that that's one another early memory that I remember because I used to go around his house and his mum always used to bring us up like food to his room and we'd be sat there watching videos and again like you I went around for sleepovers and that but he was massively into his horror probably too much that he had some unknown stuff and and he's well into his video nasties like oh, I need to get this one because it's banned it's been banned forever um so yeah that's probably where I was introduced to that kind of thing it's not not really my sort of thing video nasties but like the, the proper stuff but yeah I mean again early memories and stuff I got a few other nods, hmm. like drag me to hell. Had a few, uh, had a few moments in when she gummed her chin, and also like this the shadows in the room. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. fucking that was like yeah. the old lady. Yeah, there's some gums. freaky little moments there. And then this one, I said another behind the uh, sofa job. Hmm. Jaws, Jaws, oh, yeah. the fucking head yeah. um, coming out of the boat. Yeah. Fuck me, that was so unexpected when I first watched it. God, I was scared of having a bath when I was a kid after watching that. <laughs> I thought Jules was going to come and eat me. How can you be scared of having a bath? Crazy. Um, so, yeah, we put this question out, obviously, on social media. So we had some replies. Oh, good old Geordie Paul got got in contact, which was, which was quite cool. He said he has three. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the same as me. And he said... All about the first kill as well, which I obviously we talked about, which uh, obviously it touched him in that way as well. And he said the the end of Troll. Paul loves to be the touched. end of Troll, which is a good one. Troll was freaky. That freaked me out once. I watched that. I don't think I've I seen. I shouldn't have been watching that. I, I don't think I've seen Troll. Oh, I was watching it on a movie channel that, and it was on really early, and I was still up. It's on about like seven o'clock, and I flipped through and well, not flipped through. It's probably back when we had the any channels, but. And I started watching it, and that freaked me out. But this is quite funny. He said, um, "He said Zoltar from Big scared the shit out of him, and he was terrified of it, <laughs> which was funny." I thought because probably if you're really young and you look at Zoltar, he is freaky. But I thought that's funny as fuck. That is funny. What are you doing, Paul? <laughs> Tom Hanks scaring you? That's unbelievable. <laughs> Wilson. Fucking hell! So, right, we've got a couple from Twitter. Yeah. Um, so we've got this. Um, chap called the lossman loss at lossman 94 and he says this little nasty film um humanoids from the deep which i have never watched Mm. but i will be purchasing just from the poster yeah fucking hell looks creepy and he said it's extra rapey (laughs) fair enough um fairy phase got in contact um she says last shift had some great jumpy moments but exorcist free Still managed to loosen the sphincter. <laughs> Sorry for TMI. Not too much information. It's Not fine. at all. That's cool. It's a good, Thanks for getting involved. It's a good amount of information for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Always, she loves this exercise free. 
Right. Uh, Chris Wall at uh, Chris Wall 84 uh, said, for me, it's still the original Juan, The Grudge. Oh, the yeah. atmosphere in that film is practically suffocating and even thinking about it gives me goosebumps. That's a good pick, man. Fucking. Good pick. Yeah, the old... Um, Japanese horror, they know how to do it. Christ. They brought it back in a big way. Fucking Ringu. Another <laughs> fucking chilly bloody thing. But yeah, fair cool. play. That's some good little uh, Excellent. nods there. Nice one. So we're going to... It's your turn to pick. No, it's your turn to pick. Is it my turn to pick? It's your turn to pick, babe. Ooh. Pick a good one, mate. Let's have a look at what we've got in here then. Give me something to think about while I'm skiing next week. Shoop, shoop, oh, shoop. yeah, you're going skiing. Don't do anything bad. Because uh, you've got to be back on the next pod for us. Yeah, I'll try not got. to break me out. Watch out for those trees. <laughs> Favourite 70s horror. Favourite 70s horror? Yes. Okay. That's fucking cool. That's a good pick, man. Right then, dude. I'll hand it over to you. Fantastic. Well, obviously we we got a treat uh, last week. We got to go and watch Alien at the cinema because of its uh, 40th year special anniversary. They released it back at the cinema. So we went down to our local uh, theatre and saw it. And what a treat it was. Some of you may have figured out we're not home yet. We're only halfway there. Mother's interrupted the course of our journey. Why? She's programmed to do that should certain conditions arise. They have. Like what? Seems she has intercepted a transmission of unknown origin. She got us up to check it out. What kind of a transmission? Acoustical beacon that uh, repeats at intervals of 12 seconds. SOS. I don't know. Human. Unknown. So I'm not. We gonna... had a few hangers on as well. Cheers, uh, cheers for Dan and Simon for coming along. Yeah, they came as well. Good for them, man. Because you can't miss this. It's like obviously this was only shown kind of on one night. Uh, it's shown quite a lot of places, and you don't get often treats like this. Um, so when it comes along, you have to grab it, man. And, and boy, don't, you know, this is one that you cannot miss. Too bloody right. Yeah, so I'm not going to give you a synopsis of the film. I don't think you what? need What? I need to know what this film's about. I can give you a little one if you want. After a space merchant vessel perceives an unknown transmission as a distress, distress call, its landing on the source moon finds one of the crew attacked by a mysterious life form. And they soon realise that its life cycle has merely begun. Wow. Where do we start with this, man? Fucking go for the, go through the cast. The cast? Oh, my God. So, this this is just the who's who of great actors here. We've got, obviously, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> as, Ripley, Ripley. as Ripley. Just that role was made for her, I, I believe. I must believe in that. Got Tom Skerritt as Dallas. Yeah, if anyone's watched fucking Top Gun. Oh, legend. Come on. The one and only John Hurt is Kane. <laughs> what a fucking legend. As, uh, mate, seriously. Ian Holm as Ash. Yes. You've got Veronica Cartwright as Lambert. You've got Harry Dean Stanton as Brett. And you've got Yafet Koto as Parker. Fucking Parker. I love and don't him. forget, Jonesy the cat. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid cat. cat. <laughs> freaking cat. Fucking freaking cat. Right, so... We, yeah, obviously we were lucky enough to go back and watch this at the cinema, which was a treat because 
I mean, even watch. I've seen this film so many times, but even going back to the cinema, it still gave me that same feeling of just like utter joy and suspense, and made me feel exactly the same as I always watch it, but even more so at the cinema because of the, just the atmosphere and seeing it with every, with all these cool people that are obviously big fans and stuff, which was which was fantastic. So. But yeah, so where do, where do we start with this, man? Where I don't do know. Start? I'm the same as you, mate. I, I I was so happy to be in the cinema and seeing this movie on the um the big screen. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna you know confess something. I'm an aliens. I thought I was an aliens over an over alien. Yeah. Um, but after watching this on the big screen, fuck it's me. It's hard. It's like choosing your favorite child. It's isn't it? ridiculous. It is. There's not. No, everyone says like you know, there's never a sequel that's better than the original, and it's like. Everyone's going, oh, well, maybe Godfather 2 or maybe Aliens. And mm. I'm like, well, nah. They are just two separate beasts, man. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's a, this is the thing. It's just like, I see them as kind of equals, really, because you've got Alien, which is the original concept, but it was birthed out of, like, literally thin air and just this creation made for its time as well. It's just unbelievable. And and then you've got the, obviously the, the the film that precedes it, which is 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 again a, a the great Ridley Scott. Yeah, but we're we're talking about Alien, we're talking about Ridley Scott, and we're talking about the original. And In space, yeah, no, no one, one can, can hear you scream. scream. I mean, the fucking title sequence alone is just yeah. fantastic. I mean, when the um, the letters start appearing and you're going through mm. space, I mean, you think that you look at it and goes, "Is this dated? Is this dated?" And then you start seeing the set and you see the the camera go through the the spaceship mm. and you're just like, fuck, that's a fucking set. There's no CG. Mm. They've built that, all those little chambers and stuff. Yeah. Like that. And it looks so cool. It looks so, so Star Wars-y mm. sort of thing in the, in the, in the design and all those, and, and just the ship looks incredible. How, how big right is that vessel that they are towing what as in what the scenery or the no, actual no not thing? actual not physically oh, not huge. physically yeah yeah but let's massive. say let's compare this hmm. to like other other ships you know sci-fi oh, would you know how big it is because this looks it's huge the fucking thing is huge it's just what they're towing it's just massive hmm. I, I, I couldn't conceptually i couldn't figure out how fucking big it was it just looked massive, so I was trying to think about how big it could be, like bigger than bloody I don't know, like a star destroyer or something like that. Forget, I was getting really nerdy in it. I don't know, but yeah, <laughs> it just looked massive. It's a big ship. It's yeah. a big fucking ship. <laughs> All right, but why the fuck does why does the fuck why does the ship wake him up in the first place? Well, um, the ship basically uh, gets a, a distress call. Uh, well, supposedly gets a distress call. So yes, this one. In saying. their contract, it's like apparently if they uh, if there's a distress signal that they in their contract they have to go and kind of help these people or go and investigate it. But the corporation has told them they have to do that as part of their contract. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But um, that's obviously why it wakes them up, and they think, oh, they must be near Earth, but they're not. Obviously. Do you think hmm. that it was all like a ploy? What do you mean, like... Like, do you think they knew about yeah, it? Yeah, I think they definitely knew about it, I think. Because obviously, like, Ash 
he knew about it. Yeah, it goes mental like later. mother knew about it. Yeah. So that I think that it was all planned, yeah. It's all planned. As, uh, supposedly, yeah, that's what it kind of alludes to, doesn't it? And I think it is true, yeah. It's fucking nuts. I mean, like, the whole thing, like, the way they've made Prometheus based on that, like, spaceship at the start. Hmm. You get that sort of... After you now seeing Prometheus, you sort of get that sort of feeling of how big that ship is and how big that alien thing they see in there is hmm. and kind of what it is so i've watched it now with like a different lens because obviously seeing and like them trying to explain the story and all this sorts of stuff but it's just before it's time man yeah i mean it's it's totally before it's time like when you think about when it was made you're talking about 1978 ish 77 so it's just like this is around just after star wars had come out but when I watch this film, it just doesn't look dated. It doesn't, it looks timeless. It just, like, the effects just look amazing. The sets, like you said, absolutely unbelievable. It's just the 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 suits, the design of the suits, the way that it's just it's so cool. It's like, you know, they're essentially they're just space truckers. Yeah, space. they are. So they're like, that's obviously the element of it. It's just like, these guys are just normal. They're just pretty much normal people. They're fucking working class Joes. Yeah, that's in why space. They, I think they originally didn't want to make them like proper astronauts or anything stupid <laughs> like that. They just wanted them more like normal people so they could relate to them more. Yeah, they're slobby. Yeah. You know, like they're just they're, whingy. Yeah, exactly. They just they, they don't they don't initially jowl that. You know, there's always kind of a separate kind of where you're the captain, you're you're the just this, you're the maintenance guy, you're the whatever, you're the warrant officer, and you know, and and it's kind of weird because they're obviously you know they they're on this ship. I don't know how long for, and they're obviously on a mission. They're coming back to Earth and stuff, and and they obviously hear this distress signal, so they want to go and obviously they have to go so when they so the out. first bit so when they go and like investigate yeah how did that make you feel like watching it on the big screen oh it's, it's amazing i mean it's just like the the way they show when they first go onto the ship and how how like massive it is yeah and how small they really show that how small they are yeah like as humans it's funny all. funny thing when you say that how small they are those to make it seem bigger the actual actors were i think there might have been ridley scott's kids in the spaceship in the spacesuits so um it actually made it look the space jockeys look even bigger because they were kids because if you look at it now you know that if you go and look at that scene again you think oh they are moving a bit more like younger kids (laughs) it's really weird but um yeah it's just the, the size of it is just insane and again like the Obviously, we got to get on when they get on the ship. Uh, HG Giga is like his his art is just astounding, incredible. This is this is one thing I just I reckon that guy is from like way way in the future or something, man. Because his designs for that time, his artwork and everything. No one has drawn a ship like no that. No way. Well, they just just the alien itself and everything. The pods. I mean, he was given like four things i think to to kind of design it's like right you've got to do the alien you've got to do the ship uh you've got to do um the chest burster and you've got to do the face hugger and that's all he was given so that's what you're doing and it's just like go and do it design this for us and literally hid from his book like really scott was like no i want you to do it exactly like you have in the book 
and I want stuff like, like exactly like that book. And it's just like this guy just came up with it. It just just looks so futuristic, so way before its time. Let's talk about the face hugger, man. Oh man, there's, I think there's... it's the best example of the face hugger they've done in the whole the whole series. Oh god, yeah, it's the original and the only one, mate. In my eyes, it's yeah. like. I mean, it's raping him, isn't it? That's <laughs> esen- that's essentially what's <laughs> Yeah, you could it's, say it like that. Yeah. I know it's like a parasite. So, yeah. You know, it's well, like it's, a bigger version of a mosquito. Yeah, it's impregnating like him, isn't it? But it's, it's raping like, him yeah. through the mouth. It's raping his mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's ingesting him with, uh, yeah, the the egg. It's, you it's, with, his, with its seed. It's alien rape. Yeah. That's it's not... Through the know, mouth. Beat around the bush. Yeah. This... Well, it's not the bush, it's the mouth, but... But anyway, that initially, though, the jump scare and that, I don't know about you, but I shit myself in the cinema, because it's really loud when it jumps out, and don't lie, because I saw you jump as well. <laughs> You're right next to me. Yeah, but he puts a big, giant alien cock down his throat, okay. and starts raping him, and they take him back. They got him back really quickly, I thought, from... Yeah. They did, considering there's only two of them. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a fucking thing. But, like, you know, Ripley, Ripley was right. To keep him in quarantine well obviously yeah don't let him out don't let but him out but then Ash lets him in it's like oh wow thanks a lot there's some fucking great bits though in that medical bit where it's sort of like they're testing when they're, yeah when they're kind of like trying to they get it off and then the acid and it's just like the acid so clever great. isn't it it's just like it starts oh, eating through the ship yeah but not just like literally through every single floor <laughs> It's like, it's so clever, just everything about it is so cleverly designed and thought about. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, that's when you watch it, it's like, this is something, this is something else. Great, t- great, like, defence mechanism by tightening mm. up on the throat. Yeah. Like, like, you know. The thought process and process and, and all of it is just spot on. It's like, they, they want, when they want to make this movie, they're like, we're not going to make a monster movie on a low budget. We're not going to make it half-assed we're not gonna do that when we're just not Ridley Scott's vision was we are gonna do this properly like we are not gonna no holds barred this is gonna be done properly it's gonna look good it's not gonna look corny and lo and behold it still stands up now because it don't make sense it don't make sense like that anymore no, that's the problem. That's isn't why it? it's just like it's all and it's bloody out. Though all the sets were made at Shepperton Studios, and they're fucking huge. Some of the Shepperton Studios at the time was the biggest studio soundstage in whole of Europe. Fuck. That's how big it was. You know, it's, it's and this is like this is like every little detail. And when you watch it back as well, when you see them coming through the the kind of tunnels of the ships and stuff, all the little lights, like you said earlier, the buttons, the the steam yeah everything even gaffer tape on stuff because it's like they're portraying it's not not the best kept it's like an old ship they're not the best crew as well because like an alien like raping parasite that's come into the ship and he's like trying to get it off fair enough they couldn't get it off freeze the bastard Mm. freezing but obviously ash they did say that didn't they yeah and i was like well because i'm with parker all the way i'm like just freeze him yeah, you know, I wouldn't de- have let it on anyway. <laughs> deal with it when you get back to Earth. Yeah, obviously but it would that have been could different. have even been worse. So it's probably good they didn't take Parker's advice, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But oh my word. Yeah, so they've got it back on board, and the, this is the weirdest thing for me, is when I was watching it for the first time. Obviously, I knew absolutely jack shit about this movie the first time I watched. It. Nothing, absolutely nothing, and I wish I could go back to that, like, and again, have that experience. But it's then when you get this call, it's like. 
oh, you guys need to come and see this. And Kane's up and he's fine. And the, the alien, like the facehugger's dropped off. And he's he's up and he's fine. And you're like, what? What's going on here? Do you know what I mean? He's, he's up, he's fine, he's walking around. Um, a little baby alien growing inside him. Yeah. And then obviously we get to the synonymous meal scene, which this is just insane. It's just like, we've obviously talked about it in previous podcasts, but for those who haven't heard that one, it's just this scene, obviously that everybody knows about. It's been taken the piss out of millions of times. It's and supposedly this was took took in one shot, the the one shot they used with four different cameras around that section, and the actors did not know absolutely anything that was going to happen apart from John Hurt himself. Now that reaction is fucking real, man. It's a real reaction. Those yeah, reactions are like, oh my god, and you can see it on like. Uh, Veronica Cartwright's face. Oh yeah, with all the blood splattered on her face. See it on all their faces. It's like they were like, "What is going on here?" Like that reaction is real. It's you know, it's it's just you can't you can't get that sort of shit nowadays. Because <laughs> it's shocking. Yeah. Seeing this little weird alien thing pop out of his yeah. stomach. It is weird. Going. <laughs> and then runs off. Oh, it's, okay, is it? That it's a little like fled run that it does, and you know they make the best of the little yeah. um, the model and stuff out of it. It's do, so do you weird. remember the piss take uh, space balls when it comes out? Oh the, no, remind me. It's uh, it's so funny it, in space balls it breaks out and it has a little a little cane and a little straw hat and he says goodbye my darling. And he starts doing a little <laughs> bounce and God, runs I off. That. That's brilliant. It's, oh, we got we got to go and revisit. It's, it's great. such a weird little like but, run. Yeah, it just scuttles off, doesn't it? But the gestation period is nuts because obviously it's almost like instantaneous and yeah. stuff like that. But the, the from what it grows to this little weird pink alien thing into this big black human esque alien. I mean, um, real fast. Real fast. I mean, Jesus Christ, it grows very, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. And they've obviously done that purposely. Obviously, said earlier the artist and stuff like that. Yeah. Conceptually, is the alien is supposed to look quite human like mm. because it's. The idea of it as a weapon, I think, is like when you get the little rapey parasite thing, whatever it takes, it, it sort of impregnates. Oh, it's not a weapon. As you know, it's a weapon. All right, we'll get on to We're this We're not talking about that. Like, you can't talk about weapons because this is just an alien, remember? All right, but you still know in this movie that this ship that they find is full of these, et- these sacks. Yeah. So... In my head, I'm like immediately. Think, I'm 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 thinking alarm bells. That's probably yeah, but that's you, you're thinking about now having those pre those oh. films preconceived in your head now. No. So if you're watching it for the first time, you're thinking this is a down. This is just a down. This is the alien ship, and it's got pods in it. You're not thinking about weapons and stuff. Come on, mate. I think I am. Really? Fair play if you are, man, because you've got like, your imagination is way better than mine. Because oh. I don't. I think way back in your brain, you've got the the kind of like the feeling of the other film still in your head and you're thinking it's a weapon it's a weapon and like you said earlier the, the acid blood is a, a, a protective thing you know what i mean it's, it's a protective it's, it's just an alien anyway let's carry on if you watched it for the first time and you started questioning without any other movies mm. and you started que- if you started questioning the 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 the, the ship that they found the the things on yeah you could come to the assumption that this thing was built for more i mean the way that it's sort of like gross it 
within like hours, you've got a fully grown fighting machine, mm-hmm. haven't you? Effectively, yeah. that that is practically unkillable. Well, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it's hunting. It's a it's a predator, isn't it? It's it's just that's it's, it's instinctive is to kill and eat. Yeah, like any other beast. You know what I mean? It's just like but it's, it doesn't eat. It just kills. Well, yeah. You, I never the, you see, you never see the thing eat. No, it just gets that little weird mouth thing. Yeah, and pops it, him in the bloody head. Yeah, fair enough. It, it, it definitely like yeah, I'll give you that. It, it doesn't show it eating it. No, but. I think it would have to to kind of evolve and grow a little bit, you know what I mean? What about like that little shit? Let's talk about that little shit. Which, Jonesy, the cat. Well, fuck the cat. The cat should have been burned alive. There was no he's need. He's a little to, bugger in it. Was, he was, he's there everywhere. He's winding him up. He's winding. Sigourney Weaver should never have gone back for the stupid little thing. <laughs> it's a cat. Yeah. It's a fucking cat. If I'm wrong, shoot me. <laughs> but like. You know, the cat, as far as I'm concerned, is done. <laughs> all right. I like the way uh, it just does. Uh, they're all kind of looking for it. And and the reason that Brett gets killed in the first place is because he's looking for this bloody cat. I mean, you know, obviously, maybe the cat's, like, got a special thing. In, I don't know. I don't know why they, they care about so much about this stupid cat. Yeah. But obviously, they bonded <laughs> with it. And, I think you know, for, it, for Ripley, it's probably more a kind of thing for Ripley. I don't know. But she just chucks it around when it's in that bloody container. Yeah, I know. But, like, without the cat scenes and looking for the cat, you don't get that hmm. real level of suspense and, you know, the sort of, like... Well, that's this is what it's about. It's, like, the suspense of trying to hunt, like, find this thing that's out there and... The hunting scenes are brilliant. Yeah, it's, like, the the one thing that, that the scenes that really, like, were... Re- like, that I really liked, it's, like, Dallas in the air viaduct... <laughs> air ducts yeah um it's, it's really like claustrophobic it's so many angles it can come from it's you just feel like, the heat in there as well yeah it's just like that scene it's just like he's fucked wherever he goes and he really and they still got they've got the little detection yeah. um, the little buzzer and they can sort of find just, again you're right it's a suspense it's like oh my god it's coming near you it's above you it's gone and then it's like ah and then it's like and then it comes again that bit where it's just like hands come out and Dallas done mate you're yeah. done it's like crazy but I mean all the time there's this alien but then there's another villain on board as well and this is another thing I didn't even know when I was watching it I'm like I'm thinking he's just another crew member we've got we've we've, we've got to talk about Ash, Ash this, it, this storyline running alongside this story it's just like it's another story in itself it's like oh my god this is genius it's like 2001 Space Odyssey the the AI robot has gone mad mm. with power or it's well it's there to do he's there to do a job isn't he essentially and he's doing it regardless i mean he, he like he has that fight with like sigourney with yeah. um ripley's and he's like he pulls her air and her air comes out and stuff like that. And she, what a way to be trying to get killed with a porno mag rolled up in your mouth eh <laughs> Dirty old porno mag rolled up, shoved down your throat. Fucking nuts. I mean, how violent is that? It's yeah. like you could just strangle her, but no, he's going to get a rolled up magazine and shove it down how her throat. How the fuck did he get into the... Because Ripley's son... After Matey Boy's dead, what's his name? Dallas. Dallas is yeah. dead. Ripley's in charge. Mm-hmm. All right. So... She goes to she have goes a conversation, to have with, conversation mother. with mother. Yeah. Who's a weird little, you know, thing anyway. That's very <laughs> space... 2001 space yeah, yeah. That I mean they thing. took some stuff from that yeah. Right? yeah but like he's suddenly next to her 
Yeah. How the hell did he get in? No, he's like stealth, isn't he? And you don't even hear the door, big door compression go. <laughs> that was a bit weird that he's suddenly next to but her. But it's spooky. Very, very, like, very, very jumpy spooky, sort of yeah. spooky moment. And then they obviously batter the shit out of him and find yeah. that he's like a robot. Yeah. They don't know, do they? They don't like, know, even well, know. Well, I didn't know when I was watching it. No. I don't know if yeah, you but did, the, but the crew don't even know. This is what I mean. I, that's the clever part about it. You're like, oh my God, this is... He's not... He's not. He's, he's, he's like an, a robot or oh. a, a, a the, synthetic human, whatever it is. Yeah, and the fucking way that he like gets dismantled. It's so like, clever in it and it looks so real. And it's just like... I mean, yeah, madness. there's a beautiful cut in the movie where they go from like they're trying to put him back together yeah and they put him on a table and it's only cut and it goes into his head obviously as um yeah ash it's brilliant but this i still think that was quite cleverly done it Um, is when you think about it so it's so obvious how they did it but it looks genius it just looks so clever it's like oh my god it's the illusion of it it's just fantastic yeah it's just brilliant um and then you got like um parker and what's her face's demise lambert's demise this is the bit where it's like now it's heating up because this alien has gone rogue it's killing people left right and center they've just found out that that this is a possible ploy to get this thing back to earth um so they decide to get the hell out of dodge and they need to get as much, I don't know what it is, these canisters, obviously, of, I don't know whether it's fuel, I can't remember now, but... It's they, a, it was coolant. Coolant, that's coolant. it, yes. And then they have to get as much as it is possible to get back to Earth, otherwise they won't get back or whatever. So, the funniest thing is, is, is Parker and Lambert go and get this stuff, and they don't give a fuck about, about making noise. <laughs> There's this massive, bloody, Christ knows how big alien or... Well, they haven't whatever. seen it yet. They're only making an assumption. Well, yeah. No yeah. one's seen it. Well, yeah. You said, yeah. Um, but they're making so much racket. It's unbelievable. Like, shoving these canisters on. It's been wheeling it along. And I'm like, you're just inviting it. But this suspense. And then it flits between them and and Ripley kind of trying to look for Jonesy and sort out the, the, the kind of ship and stuff and it's just like it's just you just know something's going to happen you're going to see it soon and it doesn't you don't really see it and then it carries on and carries on and you're like on the edge of the sea and then finally obviously this is where like Parker and Lambert make hear like right you hear them meet their demise um, and old uh, the alien decides to split Lambert in two but you don't actually see it obviously but that's what it alludes to how does it allude to it because uh, you see his kind of tail go underneath her ah. and obviously splits her in half or whatever. Well, I didn't and get that. That's cool as fuck. Hear, all you hear is her, like, fucking scream down yeah, the radio, isn't that? And if she just got out of the damn way, Parker could have wasted it. But she didn't get out of the way. He told her to get out of the way. She didn't get out of the way. She just froze. So it's her fault that he died. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously... Yeah, and then there's the suspense, and, and we just it's just Ripley and Jonesy. Like, yeah, the bit I got a question about. Right? Yeah. So she's obviously got Jonesy in this box. She's managed yeah. to find this stupid little cat. Yeah. Um, and then she's going around the corner, and suddenly the aliens there, right? Yeah, but she she has to get to the other side, so he's in her way, kind of like and directly. She, she's already put the self destruct on. Yeah. So, so she she running, needs more time. And she runs back to turn it off. Yeah, which is, again, it's amazing. That whole sequence, again, it's like the suspense of her having to pull these tubes out. Oh, I know. Hit this button, do that, and all just to make the whole ship self-destruct. And obviously she has to go back and give herself some time to 
get past him. But so she doesn't she, get the time, does she? No, no, she runs back and she's like, runs out. It's like, it's again, it's the suspense, it's the build-up. It's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, is she going to do it? Is she going to get And at any time, this guy could just jump out on her and kill her. And you just don't know if it's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, but she gets on her little escape ship. Yeah, yeah. And she buggers off and obviously she's about to go into stasis. She puts the cat in stasis. Well, she, she's she got away on the ship and she's blown the hell out of the ship. Fucking... So she's done her mission. She's safe. She's sound. Oh, that explosion's wicked. Yeah, it blows yeah, yeah. up like three times, doesn't it? And each time it's just it gets whiter and whiter. So yeah, so she's on, on board the ship and yeah, she's getting ready to just chill out and get her journey home. Puts old Jonesy in the old chamber, then he sits at her feet. Yeah. And then... She spots the alien. Yeah. And what the hell is he doing? Yeah. That's, I don't get this bit. So, can it not see her? I, well, I think... It, I don't know whether it's just like... kind of it's not like, stuck, is it? No, I don't know whether it's just like asleep or hiding or hibernating or... It's kind of... Because it's kind of tucked away asleep kind of thing. It was, it's a weird... Or maybe it's growing or something like that. I don't know really, but... It, it's kind of it's clever because it doesn't really have to explain it it's just like it just you know you think this is a killing machine but every killing machine needs a bit of time out to recoup surely <laughs> so it's having time out is well, it maybe I mean it's just killed loads of people and it's just like it's, a bit it's found a little little hole and it's just fucking poked itself in it and uh, there he is having a little snooze maybe I don't know and just then she's like yeah alright but she's just trying to like Get into a suit so she can zap it out of like yeah, she into wants space to get rid of it. But it's just like again, the suspense of that is just like insane. So she's in there, she's just getting in her suit, and and her initially she straps herself to the to the seat, obviously because she's going to open the hatch. Um, but it's it's intense, man. There's some brilliant acting. She does an yeah. like, incredible job showing how fucking Everything like scared that she is. Is in her face. Yeah. Everything just like literally, she's. The, but I just question why the alien is like yeah. dawdling. But she has to get him out. She has to coax him out, doesn't she? Because he's I don't know where he might be asleep. But so she's pressing all these buttons to to make these jets of air poke out and push him out, so she can harpoon the bastard out. Yeah, uh, she doesn't do a great job of that though. Not not the best. It's a no. very resilient little bugger, isn't it? He holds on for life, dear life. Yeah, dear. and then she zaps him with the or her, him or her, I don't well, know. whatever it is. He zaps him with the um the heat. The, yeah, and, and the harpoon. She, she harpoons tr- yeah. him out. And then she tries to... He and tries then he to tries to climb in the freaking, like... Uh, the engine. Yeah, or, yeah. The boosters or whatever they are. So she tortures the bastard. Yes. And that's great. And you just see him flying off and like, that's it, he's done. He's done. And then you just finally like, thank God for that. <laughs> what a fucking ride, man. Yeah, it's just... Oh, mate, it's just... It's, it's one of the best movies ever. It's got to be said. Has to be. Fucking, I love it, mate. Just, is it one of your favourite movies? Oh, yeah, of all time. 10 out of 10, mate. 10, 10 out, out of 10. 10. Absolutely, it's almost a perfect movie. Well, it is a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie for you. But it's just like, you've got to think of the time it was made, dude. It's like, what other films were made around then, how crap they were. I mean, there's probably one other film that was made just before that, and that's Star Wars. And I beg to differ that some of the effects in this trump Star Wars at some bits. And I know that's a pretty big thing to say, but as in the art design and the design of the creature, fuck me, mate. Like, literally, unbelievable. The, al- the whole design of that alien, you'd never seen nothing no, like I don't this. know. You've got Greedo and Chewie, so... Hmm. Versus the I'm alien. Not, I'm, not, I'm not comparing it to Star Wars, don't get me wrong, but I'm comparing the design of that alien oh, mate, to the some art, others. The artwork's just way insane. Way before it's time. 
way, way before its time. Nothing, nothing remotely like it at the time. No way. But yeah, beautiful movie and beautiful pick. So, without further ado, <laughs> let's have your barrage of Matt's facts. <laughs> sorry, shall we? sorry to do this. But yeah, no, I think you'll like these ones, man. It's like oh, it's, bloody wait. it's fun. I'm just I mean, gonna sit back and enjoy this. Some of them some of them I knew about and some of them I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. I found some rekindled like rekindled myself again with some new facts as well as some old ones as well. So obviously now it starts off that obviously we spoke to him about him on the last uh, podcast, uh, Dan O'Bannon, that actually originally wrote the the original kind of script to this movie. Now, obviously, it all started back in 1974 where he made a film with John Carpenter called Dark Star. And it's available to buy. It's like it's, it's kind of like a space comedy. But when they did it, some of the effects were awful on it, mate. It was just, like, a bit questionable. But when he finished that, he went away and he really wanted to make a film, an, a proper alien film. But he wrote a script. So anyway, this script was brought up and... It was re re rescripted many a times, like obviously rewrote, added stuff. But his original idea with the characters, they didn't have names and stuff. They had some names, but they changed all the names. But the original idea Dan O'Bannon did come up with. So it it's quite funny that it came from a John Carpenter film. I thought that's just like obviously he worked on Dark Star and his ideas come from that and wanted to make. I thought that's quite a good good little touch, like. It's just Carpenter. nice that they've like you know the horror community still works so tightly together. Mm, yeah, it was it is definitely. So the Ripley, so it could have been a whole different kind of movie. Originally, Meryl Streep was up for the role. Oh, How fucking shit would fucking that be? Hell. Thank God. But she would have been very young then. Yeah, it just would have been crap. And Harrison Ford was up for Dallas. I could have told that. Mm. So. This is really interesting. I found I saw this on the making of and stuff. But Ridley Scott obviously directed this movie, and his vision was so so great that he was fed up with waiting about budgets and how and when they were going to get this thing started. That he went back to England and he was like, right, I'm going to storyboard the shit out of this. So he, he basically storyboarded it like beat for beat, every single character, every single picture storyboarded the whole movie took it back to fox and said i've made a storyboard like have a look at it and just by doing that the budget went from 4.2 million to 8.4 million because his storyboard was so fucking good (laughs) literally like you can have all the money it's all the money but like and and to be honest this is only his kind of like he'd done a load of adverts and he'd done one movie and this was like his first proper proper big movie um, there's a lot of faith in it in the studio yeah a lot a lot but they have faith in him and yeah. oh my god what payoff so yeah that, that I thought that was a really interesting fact so you, uh, this is quite funny Sigourney Weaver obviously has the cat in a lot of scenes and there's one day where she went up to the first scene she was shot with the cat and she thought oh no I'm allergic she came out in this rash and so she's like oh my god what do I tell them they might make me quit and go because I'm allergic to the cat but she washed her face and it, it it came out that she was actually allergic to the glycerine they were spraying on her. Oh, okay. Fake sweat. Uh, <laughs> she was allergic to that and she was like, thank God I'm still in the movie, which I thought was quite funny. Now, obviously we touched on earlier of uh, Giga doing all the art for this, HD Giga, and this is quite an interesting fact. 
Ridley Scott said this is the guy who I want to do the art and stuff and and originally Fox didn't really want to do it apparently so Ridley Scott got on a plane and because uh, Giga didn't like flying on planes he was petrified apparently of flying so Ridley Scott got on a plane and flew to Zurich to talk to him and he just went to his house in the middle of nowhere and said I need you to do this movie you're the only person who needs to do this movie I need you to do these four creations that we spoke about earlier and and he got on board and can you imagine if he didn't it was just like crazy mate crazy so that was interesting uh the idea of the aliens having acid blood actually came from ron cobb the the set designer he actually came up with that concept of that mechanism which i thought was interesting because you imagine if you didn't have that they just it just gives it that edge of being it gives unstoppable. It a big fear of yeah. like what the fuck is this thing? You can't kill this thing. It's just this is an unstoppable thing. You, you've got to let the rape sort of just continue. Oh my lord. Um. So yeah. So when you know the dead face hugger when they're kind of like um, doing a autopsy on it and stuff. Apparently that was made out of oysters, shellfish, and a sheep's kidney. So it's all real and apparently it's stank. That's fucking weird, man. But if you look at it, when you look at it back now, go and watch it again, you'll see you can, you don't make it out, but it's when they've so, cut into it. It looks so organic. It yeah. looks so real. And because they have real shit in it, it's just stank. <laughs> so another bit of casting information. So originally Von, Veronica Cartwright thought she was playing Ripley. She was told she was playing Ripley until she got over to England. She went to go to wardrobe and they said, oh no, you're not playing Ripley. You're playing... Um, Lambert and she was like no no I'm definitely playing Ripley and they were like no so they obviously didn't tell her casting person or uh, her agent but anyway she was like oh, yeah, that's cool I'll still still do it and it all went ahead but it could have been a different film could have been a different film this fact I love so at Shepperton Studios do you remember the pit where they actually discover all the, the pods and there's kind of a layer, layer of and then fog, a blue yeah. fog and, and a light laser like so apparently the who were next door uh in, like practicing and trying out this new laser thing like blue laser thing and um really scott was like oh can we borrow that for our movie so he just borrowed a <laughs> new kind of laser that nobody really thinks it's all about lasers in those days yeah. laser shows. and they borrowed that for the scene of yeah, the that's... smoke which is quite quite interesting <laughs> i thought originally i'm nearly finished I promise Originally, the last scene was going to be completely different. So the idea originally that Ridley Scott had was that um, Ripley would shoot the alien with the harpoon, but it wouldn't really make any difference to him, and he'd come at her, literally tear her head off, kill her outright dark as fuck, then sit down in the chair and mimic Dallas's voice. What? Yeah. How weird would that have been? Well, actually spoke. Well, I don't know if it spoke, but it probably made a kind of sound to mimic his voice. I don't know. Where, I don't think it would out and out speak. It probably just make a kind of like sound of his voice or something. I don't know. I'm not obviously they they didn't shoot it or whatever. Why but, the fuck not, man? But that that but the obviously Fox was like you know, they basically turned around to to uh, Ridley Scott and said, "No, nah, we do that, you're fired. You're like <laughs> that's not going to happen." But then again, like Ridley Scott came around to it, he's like, "Yeah, actually, Ripley living would be better, to be honest, because uh, if she didn't, it would have been a whole different thing, wouldn't it?" You well, know? the franchise would have been completely different for mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but this is the thing, Ridley Scott. 
like basically his ideas again what we touched on earlier there was 2001 space odyssey he crossed between that and texas chainsaw like he was like yeah. the, the the reason for that and, and i thought that was great that was like brilliant has he but, done any other horrors oh now they're asking i don't know if he has actually mm. Yes, I'm not. I can't be asked to look on IMDb. So if anyone can uh, yeah. let us know if uh, Ripley Scott's done any more horrors, that'd be brilliant. The last one I've got is um, there is actually a deleted scene where they find Dallas literally strung up on the wall like a cocoon, and basically uh, Ripley tortures him with a flamethrower. Uh, it is on the director's cut. You can watch it. It's, it's on there. But they kind of didn't do it, but they kind of honour that in Aliens, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. They, and that is in the film, but yeah, that there was loads of other Matt's facts on that, but that was some of the choice ones I quite liked. Fucking hell. All in all, man, fuck me, what a film. Ten yeah, out of ten. Yeah, ten out of ten. Nine out of ten for me, but it's fine. <sighs> ten out of ten. Let's move on. <laughs> so, it's your pick oh, next shit. time. Right. Well, I'm going to do a bit. I... You can't beat that, but anyway. No, but I'm going to I'm going to do a bit. Of... <laughs> Let's watch two aliens. <laughs> uh, Carry on. And maybe I will. No, I'm not. So I'll go over a bit of synergy with our next episode. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Jordan Peele's Us. Correct. So I'm going to do Clive Barker's Candyman. Ooh, interesting. So we're coming out of the 80s. We're stepping into the 90s. Oh, 92. putting our toes in the water. Yeah, we're stepping out of the 90s. 92, Candyman. Yeah, oh, I'm up for that. All right. Candyman, Candyman, Candyman. <laughs> Fuck you're done, mate. <laughs> Classic skiing trip, mate. You're going to look in the mirror in your chateau and then that's in the it. Mirror. Game over. If he's got to be in front of a mirror, isn't it? Has it? I can't remember. Like we'll, we'll, we'll see. Oh, fuck me. I'm fucked. No, that's a good point. That's a good pick, sorry. All right, cool. So, I'm, yeah, just just, just dipping my toe out of the 80s into the 92. You did it with um, Nightbreed, so. What? You did it with Amityville. Oh, that's 79. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so that wraps up this episode. Then. Yeah, it does indeed. So next episode, we're going to be doing Jordan Peele's Us. That's correct. Uh, something to scream about will be our favourite 70s movie. Yep. And I've just uh, pulled the movie out of the vault, 1992, Candyman. Hell yeah. And that just leaves us one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. Thanks for listening.